But before we do that, I wanted to preface something. A couple things, really, as you know, is, is getting ready for this new building launch and all that. I don't know if you can just go with me and just pretend this will help me. Just look at me and smile and nod your head. Oh, boy, you guys are great. But, you know, as we're thinking about all the things that we're doing and the things that we're preparing for, and we are outside of our mortgage, we are debt free in that building. Everything that you see in those videos, everything that has been done by cash, we've paid everything up front, we are, which is awesome. Give God a hand for that. That's amazing. You know, and as, as just trying to be the overseer and get all this and stay in contact with my headship and do all the things that we need to do and. You know, and we've got this big project coming up July 1st. I mean, it'll be here before you know it. It's a month away. And uh, and we want to have carpet in that auditorium. And so I told our dreamers today, our dream teamers, I just said, you know, and we have to put our hand to this. And if this is this and and if people, you know, it's not just our responsibility as pastors, but it's ours. It's our church. It's his church. And so we are doing that together. And if, if that doesn't happen, then carpet doesn't go down. And the more I said that, my don't you just love people that correct you? my wife said, you know, we, it, this is basically what this is. And I, and as she said it, I'm like, oh man, I wish I could go back. But I just wanted to clarify how many knows that the Bible says my God supplies all my need. And so that's what we have to understand. If God has to send ravens, how many knows he will? Uh, It doesn't have to be people from this church, but I believe God wants to use people from this church to get this need met, but he will get it met because we have faith in him. So anyway, I just wanted to clarify that. But here I wanted to talk about today. We're talking about again, we're talking about just giving. And Jesus talked a lot about money and about giving. And this is our final in this. The next three weeks, we're going to talk about when the devil knocks. The devil ever come knocking at your door? Some of you, I'm not going to say we don't entertain him. We don't like the devil. But what we can do and, and what we we know how he is and how we can fight that. So I'm going to in the next three weeks, we're going to talk about that. But. I want to talk about um, what we're talking about financially right now, just in what God is doing. And we, we came up some years ago, we did this, what is called a tithe wrap, and it's with our own people. And uh, it's just really, it, it turned out really well. And I thought I would pull it out of the archive and, uh, and let you see it today. And then we'll start with the message. So just enjoy this. Yeah, they they called themselves wrong direction. (laughs) Yeah, boy. Hey, at the end of service, we want to pray for any graduates that are in the building today. And uh, we just are thankful of the journey that they're about to embark on and all of the wonderful things that are helping them as God helps them walk that next step. How many remember when you graduated? How many couldn't wait till you graduated? I remember how good it was when you were living at home. And dad paid for everything. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, this is part three in our message. Uh, This is what we do. And we're going to talk about abundant givers. I want to talk about blessings and generosity. And so when when we when we say blessing, I mean, if if I could, I'm going to say I want to talk about being generous. Just humor me for a second. And when I say that, I want everybody to just clap and shout. I'd say we want to be generous. Generous. 
There's a 10-second delay. I don't know. Not sure if I really want to be blessing and generous. But I want to lead the way at TLC in this city. I want to be so generous that people are just like, oh, my word. God is just doing so many blessed things there. And we truly believe here that it is more blessed to give than to receive. It's wonderful to receive, but isn't it wonderful to be able to be a blessing? There was a lady that she heard the the message on multiplication and blessing and she didn't have much money. And I think we could all say we've been there and she had five dollars and thirty four cents in her checkbook, five dollars and thirty four cents. And she said, man, I'm just going to I'm going to write a check for five dollars. And then she thought, no, that's too close. I'm going to write a check for a dollar. And so she wrote a check for a dollar, kind of embarrassed to write a check for a dollar and she felt that has anybody ever felt like that besides me or or when you wanted to give and like you weren't prepared and all you had was some change in your pocket and you come on am i the only one in the room that this has ever happened i've given buttons off my shirt before (laughs) honey your shirt's gapping i know (laughs) but anyway so she does she gives a dollar she she holds it she prays over it puts it in the offering goes to life group uh, later on in the week and a couple in life group said, I don't, we, we were praying. You came across our heart, your family, and my husband and I, we feel to give you this, gave her an envelope with a thousand dollars in it. And she was very glad that she's like, Lord, I thank you for being obedient to sow that dollar. She probably wished she would have sowed five, <laughs> but we've all been there as well. But she, she's understanding just, she didn't sow to get, it's just a byproduct of being blessed. She sowed because it's not hers. And God, if you want me to give that, I'm a, gladly I will be generous and give that. And so I want to talk about how faithful God is today. And I don't know, how many want to be blessed? I want to walk blessed. This is what, how many would like to be the woman that sowed and then got the money? We'd all be like, yes. How many wish we would have been the woman and sowed $500 or $5 or 10 or whatever and, and got a hundredfold return? We'd all say Yes. How about this? Who would like to be the people that were able to bless the woman? That's a whole nother story. That's the idea I want to get across to you. I want to be that kind of person. I want to be the one that could say I bless that person. How do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself always wanting or needing? I always need a miracle. So if you always need a miracle, you're always living in a crisis phase. I always, oh, we got to have this, got to have this. And I understand there's needs, so please, perspective is everything. But I want to be on the other end where, God, you know what? I can be confident that you'll take care of me wherever I, whatever state I'm in. Not meaning the state of Ohio or Michigan. Whatever state I am in financially, physically, mentally, socially, whatever. Lord, I am confident that you will meet all of my need in this position, in this state. How do you see yourself in the future? I want to, God, if I'm not there now, could you use me to be a blessing that way? Could you use me to go, you know what, I just want to give. God, just tell me what, this is yours. What do you want me to do? Let me be the one. Perspective. Is it your perspective or God's perspective? This morning, I started fighting with my own perspective, just feeling like the cave is getting closer. Sometimes you need somebody to to be Batman in the cave and break you out. This is what we do. Because Jesus did what he did. 
He led the way in irrational generosity. He gave before anybody else. He, God loved you before you ever knew God. God so loved the world. We recognize that giving and being generous are two different things. But what Jesus followers do, I want to be not just giving, but I want to be generous. Everybody gives at one time or another. You give something. But posturing ourselves to be irrationally generous is a whole different step. There are two different things, and that's what we want to kind of talk about today. We talked in the first message, we talked about living with a scarcity mindset. You know, I'm never going to have enough. I don't have enough. I can't be the other person. This is what I do, and this is how it is. And, And the scarcity mindset isn't denying that God didn't give us a job or the money, but what we do with that is we end up living paycheck to paycheck. We consume, we lack, we fear. There's there's more month left than money, and, and that's where we're at. But God wants us to have an abundant mindset. So where God gives to us, then our faith grows. We give that, we do what he tells us to do, we give that, our faith grows. We become generous because things begin to take a whole other course. So just like the the wrong direction tithe wrappers, we give back the first 10%. We give it back to him. We worship him with our giving. It's all his anyway, and he owns it all. So what do Jesus followers, we want to be abundant givers. We want to be, God, use me. I want to reflect my heart about a good God that supplies all of my need according to his riches and glory. I want to be a blessing to not just the people in Marion, but I want this church to be known around the world because of what Jesus did. What goodness God has instowed on this church. So I want to talk about three different ways as Jesus followers, as us following Jesus, going after God, that we can faithfully give. Here's number one. Give spontaneously. There's going to be a time when you're going to see a need and you're going to say, I can meet that. I can do that. I can help that. I can fix that. It doesn't always have to be financially. It could be just your time. You might have the knowledge or the skill to help somebody do something they don't know how to do. We've stopped at the roadside before and I've helped people change a tire. You know, it was just a lady and her kids were in the car and it was raining. Did it cost you? Yeah, I got wet. I got muddy. But that's what we do. You find a need and you can meet it. Maybe you have the resources, you have the time, you see it, and God shows it to you. There's a reason, my friend, that you see it. Because God wants to use you. We get excited to be able to go, you know what, I can, I can do that. I'm on it. And we have so many people in this wonderful church that, that are people that are just like that, that see a need and will just, whatever it takes to fix it. I mean, I could just start naming people in the, that are even sitting here today that are just, have just amazed me and Pastor Kim. We are just like, we're in awe of like, God, they're so wonderful. But they'll see something and they'll just, they'll create something or make it new or make it work or fix it or go, oh, I, I did this, I attached that, I took that out. Is that okay? Is that what you wanted? I'll ask somebody for four things. They'll give me ten things, the four things I wanted, and here's six more. It's amazing when we're Jesus followers of what we can do. But this is how most people give. A disaster happens, a hurricane, a, you know, anything like that. 
disaster relief. We find it. We see it's real. We give to that. We have compassion on that. We're moved to help, and, and we do. We, we send money. We send food. We do whatever. And that was what really happened. If we think of this way, that's the Good Samaritan. Now, think about that. The Good Samaritan gave. Now, the story is this Jewish guy is traveling. He's beaten up by robbers and thieves. The Samaritan and Jews aren't getting along. They don't get together. He sees the guy. He's all beat up. He has compassion on him. He picks him up, helps him bandage his wound, puts him on his own donkey, takes him to the place to get well, pays the dude and says, if it's more than this, I'll pay you when I get back. I'll give you the rest. So he has compassion. So I'm saying this is what we do. Look at Luke 10, 35. Just before I read this, I want you to know this guy didn't wake up in the morning and said, today I'm looking to find a beat up Jew. And when I find him, I'm going to help. That's not what he woke up. But I'm telling you, when you have Christ in you, when you have Jesus in you and you are following hard after him, he will bring you across people that don't know him. He'll bring you across people that need him. He'll bring you across people that want him and they don't even know they want him. But he'll use you to do it because this is what we do. Luke 10, 35 says the next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him, take care of this man. The bill is higher than this. I'll pay it for the rest the next time I'm here. So this guy made himself available to be used spontaneously. He just came across this. He sees the need. He meets it. He takes care of it. Have you ever been like that? Do you know any times that God has used you for things like that? That were just, there was a need. You, you saw it. You, you met it. I just told you a small story of a lady on the side of the road with her kids, her tire. She was out changing it. She was crying. We pulled behind her. That's probably scary because it was just her and her kids. She doesn't know us. You know, she doesn't know. But, you know, we we're able to just, hey, it's all good. I waved at the kids. They're in the car. Changed the tire. Now, this isn't just about me telling you what I've done. I'm sure there's stories out here. There's things that you could tell me. But think about things that people, they just see a need and they meet it. You know, there's people out there like that, just like you. There's times that we were in, in ministry in another city and uh, we didn't have a we didn't have a mower. And I prayed and sowed a seed for a mower. And I'm like, God, I, I don't even know. And maybe it's just a guy thing. But if you're the one responsible for the yard, you can hear it and watch it grow. Isn't it? Because I grew up with if the yard got too high, I had to do one more thing after I mowed it. And you know what that is? That is from hell. <laughs> Raking a yard is from hell. That's just not, they probably do that somewhere in one of those chambers. You go rake over there. So nobody wants to rake a yard. But I was just like, oh, and I got a card in the mail. And we, we had sowed, uh, I don't remember the money, maybe it was $10 or something, and just believed God. Because we, we bought a house and we needed a mower. We, I was doing one of those little push mowers. Somebody took pity on me, I think. You know, because it'd take me all week to mow. And by the time you got to the part, it's like, no fun. Anyway, got a card. And in the card said, the Lord told them we needed a mower. I'm thinking, if you've been watching, you probably figured that out. But there was uh, there was a thousand dollars in the card. And I went out and bought a John Deere mower and uh, it was a 38 inch rider mower. Man, I thought I was like. That was awesome. 
There's stories of people who are just like that. God wants to use them to meet a need. You, you, you know, this is what it's about. This isn't about the one with the most toys wins. This is about being who God wants you to be. We've received groceries from people that we don't even know to this day. Don't know where they came from. We had one lady that came up to us and said, the Lord told us to, to go and get you groceries. And I don't know how my wife did this. We, we had, God moved us from the house that I needed the Green Acre mower with into this other house, which was one of her favorites. And we literally, it was a miracle of God. I mean, in less than 30 days, he had said, you're going to get this house. And we got it. And she'd be sitting in front of the fireplace on Christmas Eve. And that's exactly what happened. And we could literally walk in that house and just hang our pictures up. I mean, it was just, it was, we didn't, we didn't even paint one room in that house, I don't think. Um, but anyway, you know, great house, wonderful time, all of that. This lady came and said, I'm supposed to buy your groceries. Kim was doing, we had four kids and us, and I think she was somehow getting groceries, and I could be wrong, 15 or $25 a week. I still don't know how she did it. I mean, she, there was the miracle lady right there. <laughs> So she was just, I mean, she had this budget down. I mean, she could make a buffalo burp. You know what I'm saying? Just, we, we were getting everything, you know. And so this lady came and she said, we're going to go, I'm going to get you groceries. And I said, now listen, I said, no, you're not. Because I was too proud. And she said, yes, I am. I said, no, you're not. She said, yes, I am. No, you're not. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. So then she said, well, you preach this, but you sure don't follow it. You need to be able to receive. Okay, let's go get groceries. I'm, she said to Mal and Zach and Sam, she said, bring the kids. I said, you, you do not want the kids to go to the grocery store because if you say to them, pick something out, Zach might as well run down the aisle with his arm with the cart right there. He's going to get everything that he can get. She said, no, bring the kids. And we got stuff. She'd say, kids, do you like Pop-Tarts? Of course my kids. What kid doesn't like Pop-Tarts? My kid's like, "Uh uh-huh. So we would always get the food club or great value or toasted pastry stuff, you know, or whatever the name, some generic name. Or, you know, instead of if you didn't get Cheerios, you just got like Stupidos or whatever they're called. I don't know. You know. But she was like, no, no, no. And she got all name brand. And my kids, I remember them putting it. She'd say, here, put it in the cart. And they'd put it in the cart and they'd look at me and go. (laughs) And we got to little Debbie. (laughs) Yeah, little little Debbie's wonderful. (laughs) So, I mean, they loaded and she, two carts. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And she's like, stop it. Stop it. So the kids, we, we pulled the carts through and the kids, they're, they don't, they're not concerned about the cost because all they know is she said she's buying glory to God. I don't know if they're saying that. They're just saying, can we eat it now? $300 she spent on groceries. What I'm saying, I sat there and my eyes welled up with tears because sometimes, now listen to me, sometimes pride will stop us. Pride would have stopped my family from a $300 grocery blessing. Because she said, if you won't let me, then I can't do it. But I'm supposed to. 
I, you know, she goes, I heard God on this and uh, my husband's in agreement. We want to do this. Spontaneous. Sometimes, I mean, I wasn't expecting it, but God is, is so good. If we stop with just spontaneous giving, how many know sometimes we, we could just limit God? If I only see something, oh, I see the need. That's, that's good. But what if God has something else? Here's our next thought for today. Give strategically. We give prayerfully and strategically. In other words, we plan it. Some people say this, I, I wish I could give more. And can I say in all respect, you can. If you plan it. Just a little... I'm going to let you in on something. This year, Christmas is December 25th. <laughs> you're welcome. Because it comes the same time. But what, what happens is if you're like many people, we get caught up in just, you know, everyday life. And then when Christmas gets, then we scramble. But if we plan it, how many know what I'm saying? So not even just strategically uh, and, and spontaneous, but we put those together. We can plan things. We can say, all right, we... We plan to tithe when we get our check. We know we plan to give that 10%. We plan to give an offering. You have to plan on giving more. It's part of your heart. It's part of your values. It's part of your strategy. If you don't plan, guess what happens? It'll go somewhere else. If you don't plan your mortgage or your your house payment, somebody else will be glad to plan and take it. So you plan things, you strategically plan. As Jesus followers, our tithe comes out first. We prayerfully, out of our heart of worship, return back to God and his church. Not last, but first. It takes faith to give first, not last. We plan to put God first in every area of our life. We don't just give what we're prompted, that's good. We not only do spontaneous, we feel the Lord, but we also strategically say, God, I'm going to give you first portion. Isaiah 32, 8 says, Generous people, I love this, plan to do what is generous, and they stand firm in their generosity. Isn't that a cool scripture? They plan to be generous, and they stand firm in that. That scripture is what turned, you know, I had had a a plan on what I I said, because Kim and I plan on what we're doing for this carpet. And so, you know, what we do is we come up with the same number. We just believe God will... Well, I, I had this number in my mind and uh, what I felt, and I asked her, and she just said, it's not my number. I'm like, okay. So I went back, and, and she didn't tell me what her number was. I didn't want to know then. I went back and prayed and everything, and the Lord told me, here's what she plans on giving. This is, everybody say plan. This is what she plans to give. This is what she wants to give. And she said, I won't do that unless we're in agreement, and we, we do this together. So I told her when we were having devotions, I said, this is what you want to give. The Lord told me this is what you want to give. And she just smiled at me. She said, that's right. Now, listen, it's this scripture that turned my heart. Not that my heart was wrong. I was like, well, I felt this. It's this scripture because I want to. And this is where she said, I'm this is what I want. I want to stand firm in my generosity. So if we can stand firm in something that God has put in your heart. And how many of you cannot outgive God? I can strategically go, God, if this is all yours. What am I going to say? I'm not going to, I do not, God, I will give you everything you want. So we can plan what that is. And just, you know, and if you are saying, when it comes to money, we plan too. And if we're not careful, we do plan. We plan to spend it. A lot of times in the wrong spots. 
So uh, we plan to consume and all of that. So what we do as, as people, we rationalize things out in our own mind. And I can tell you right now, sometimes when you start planning and you put your tithe first, it doesn't always work out on paper. Can I get an amen from that? But it will work out in the end and more things will be added to you and things will happen because God is amazing. So we plan to give. And this is what happens. We start reasoning things out in our mind. Well, I don't want to give here because if I give there, I, I need that new. My, I look, I'd look so good in these clothes. I mean, I would look so good in these clothes. I need this new purse. These earrings are just for me. Not for me. You guys are looking at people. I'm not coming to this church. He's wearing earrings and purses. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying we rationalize stuff out. We'll want to, I want to spend on this. There's nothing wrong with planning and doing that. We will even put things on layaway. Have you ever done that? There's nothing wrong with, but you plan it. It's my whole purpose. We will rationalize things out. But if God would say, I want you to do this. Are you willing to listen? I mean, there's stuff that we planned. We, we've given away many things. And there was a, I didn't owe on an Oldsmobile Bravada. And it was in mint shape. So we were going to the house we had before. We were going to sell it, take the money, and remodel the boy's bedroom. That was the plan. And we got the money for the car. And God said, you know, that's great. I want you to give it all. And I said, I don't want to. But God, we have to do this. But he kept saying again, then I'd ask him and then it'd be quiet. So I said, all right, listen, it's not my money. It's your money. I'm going to give it all. And my, my heart was, what will my boys think? Because I had already told them, we're selling the car, giving 10% off of that, and we're using the rest to remodel your room. Can't do that now. But God had another plan with that money. So we did what he said. The room got remodeled. We were able to bless and help a lot, of th- a lot of people and help the church and do a lot of things. It's amazing what happens if we listen and follow what he says. As Jesus followers, we are not spiritual consumers. We are spiritual contributors. We are not spiritual consumers. We are spiritual contributors. We do not believe the church exists for us. We have a world that has that mindset. We do believe that we, the church, exist for the world. We are building this church for the glory of God, not for the glory of TLC or the glory of us or any of that. We are making this church not as much for the saved, help me somebody, but for the people that don't know Jesus. The people that can find him that are looking for shelter and hope. And they're looking for something that will change the way that their life has been. That's what we're about. What if we plan to make a bigger difference in the world with giving? We plan to make a bigger difference in the community. There's a story of a guy increased his giving from 10% to an additional 1% every year. Every year he would add 1%. So 10%, then the next year is 11 and 12. He is up to 33%. Isn't that crazy? And the, the dude is uncannily blessed. He's like blessed out the wazoo. I, yeah, I said that. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, he's just, because you, you just can't. It's just, again, we're contributors. 
And God is just blessing him. So he is willing to not just be spontaneous, but strategic. Generous people plan to do what is generous. That's what Jesus followers do. This is what we do. Here's our last one for this morning. Give sacrificially. We give spontaneously, we give strategically, and we give sacrificially. Mark 12, 41 and 44. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple, watched the crowds drop in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions, for they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. Everybody knows that story. But what's cool and what I want to bring out to your attention is he watched it. Jesus watched this happen and is pointing this out to his disciples. And this is the thing that I had not really seen. He didn't stop her. He could have stopped her and said, no, ma'am, ma'am, you don't have to give. There's enough money here. Other people have given. Don't you worry about it. He didn't stop her. Now, I'm going to bring you back the story, what I just said. The lady had said to me, you preach this good, but you don't follow it. Because there's something spiritual that happens when you recognize you're just steward over stuff. This isn't our money. It's his. And so we can give spontaneous You just feel that unction. I'm giving to that, man. That's a great cause. We can give strategically. I'm planning for that. Carpet's coming in July. Woo, I'm part of it. We can give sacrificially. In other words, when was the last time, and you're going to be, I want you still to love me, where you gave and you felt it? This widow woman felt it. Because she gave not out of the surplus, like, I'll never miss that. He ever got like six things and said, oh, you can have two of them. I still got four. She gave out of everything she had. Now, I'm not asking anybody to put their house up or anything like that. What I'm telling you is I want you to listen to God. There have been times that this is the battle of the ages. Really, when it comes to money, this is the battle. You know that's true. And there have been times that Kim and I have I've fought the battle. I don't want to do it. I'll try to figure it out. No, God, I don't think that's you. And there may be times that it's not him. Because the enemy is, you got to listen. But so many times, probably nine out of ten, it's probably God prompting you to do something. But you have to trust him. I don't know the answer to all of those questions that you may be having. What happens if I give? What happens? I'm, I'm not him. I'm not, I don't know what he's telling you. But there's just like that, that bravada. I don't know how the room was going to get done, but yet we've sold the house now and the room got done. If there's a time where you're saying, you know what, God, I, I don't know. Could you trust him? Jesus didn't stop her. He celebrated her giving heart. This is what we do. 
we've been privileged enough at different times to give different gifts out, not just from the church, but just from Kim and I personally. And I remember one time we, we gave uh, some folks who were just having a rough time. They didn't ask us. We just knew they were having a rough time. We had just heard it. So now listen to this. And I want you to hear me. Spontaneous. We want to help. Strategic. Let's plan on helping. Sacrificially. Do we have it? It's going to be an ouchie. So we did all three. And we put cash in an envelope, put their name on it. I think we set it in his Bible or something like that when he wasn't looking. We didn't tell anybody. And we went after church. And this is, we were like kids at the, you know, we were over on the side just going. Has he got it? I don't know. He's picking up his Bible. Nobody knows what's going on but me and her. And, and he picks up his Bible. He sees the envelope. There's no name in it. We didn't put our name to this day. He doesn't know. I'm not even going to say his name. He doesn't know. Nobody knows. He looks, calls his wife over. They open it. They're looking at the money. They hug each other. They start crying. And we look at each other and like, I feel like Elf. <laughs> like when he liked the spaghetti, when she liked it. That's what we felt like, just like, oh, because when you are used of God, when you can understand spontaneous, strategic and sacrificial and you can be God, I'll do all three because what I have is not mine. It's yours. There's something that happens. I can't even tell you. We didn't even miss the amount. And I want I don't know what the amount was. I want to say it was might have been five hundred dollars or something. I don't know. But I mean, God brought it back to us somehow. We, it hurt at the time. Because in our mind, what are we going to do about that? But we felt, here's the amount, this is what we did. And that just, God, what he's looking for is people that will be obedient, that will just be, you know what, just trust me in this. He says you can test him. Now I'm not talking about your tithe. The tithe is his, it's returning. I'm talking just even about offering. God, I just believe in you. I know you'll help. I know you'll do whatever, and it is your will that we help one another. Do you know that's how the disciples, that there was no need because everybody helped everybody? Come on. We had stuff that was, you know, at the building we're not needing. Some people needed it. Take it. We're not using it. Let's get excited about what we're going to do. It's TLC, and I'm, I'm going to finish this thing up because this is what we do. Let's get excited about this new facility because this is what we do. We want to be generous in the community. We want to be able to, to have events there that are totally free, that people come in. And will there be people that take advantage of us? Yes. But well, I tell you what, God is generous. God is bigger than that. But if we come Christmas time and we could have Christmas trees for maybe some people that couldn't get a Christmas tree and they would say, listen, all we have is just the amount of money. Keep the money. We want to bless you. Here's some food as well. We're going to give again to the food bank, the biggest one in Marion. Why? Because this is what they told me. Check this out. Every five dollars that we give to this food bank is worth about fifty dollars in food to somebody. This is what we do. We want to be so irrationally generous that it's just blowing our mind. We've had people come and call and say this. And right now, trust me, we're like, ah. But this is what we do. 
So we've paid some utility bills this week. We've helped some people out. We've given out some money. We've done this. We've done that. Why? Because we're Jesus followers and this is what we do. He's so good. My question to you this morning before we close this, are you part of we? This month we're we're believing to put in, raise the money to put in carpet in July so that it'll be in in July. $10,000. If 100 people gave $100, we have the carpet money. So this is what I'm asking. This is no gimmick. This isn't, I'm not going to put your name on a leaf and stick it somewhere or anything. I'm just asking you. If you could say, you know what, Pastor, I don't have 20, or I don't have $100 right now, but I could do $25 every week above my tithe sacrificially. I want you to prayerfully consider that. What we're going to do now, we're going to receive an offering here in a minute, but not really for the carpet. This is what I want you to know. If you want to do it in one time, you can specify carpet or specify building on your text to give or all that stuff. And it'll go there and you can specify uh, what that's going for. Or if you want to do it separate, there's going to be a uh, basket back there. We're not going to receive two offerings. We're going to do our normal offering as we always do. And then the carpet offering or so to speak building offering you can either do it together that's up to you or put it individually in the basket in the back but i'm asking you this what could you do what would god prompt you to do now this is i'm just i'm going to tell you something and i want you to hear my heart now if i get in trouble from this then you're still going to hear my heart all right I'm going to tell you, how many know that I, uh, leaders lead by example? Okay. I could sit up here all day and say this, and there are people, whether they say it to me or not, I've had people at other places before, not this church, have said, oh, we don't even know, what, what, are, what are you going to give? I'm telling you right now, we're going to give $500. I'm going to give five times what I'm asking you to give. So I'm not saying that to say, look at me. I'm telling you, I'm just trying to lead by example. Does that going to hurt? Yeah. But that's what we feel. That's what her and I agreed on. That's the figure that she had. That's the scripture I told you that turned me around. My original amount was 200, which was twice the amount. I thought that's pretty good. That's what I thought. I mean, I'm just being honest. I'm like, hey, that's double. That's pretty good. Double for the trouble. Okay. (laughs) Not so much. So Jesus is saying, give me five. (laughs) High five. (laughs) So I'm just telling you, that's my heart. So I just want you to know, as your pastor, I'm, I'm not waiting on you to do something. This is what I'm going to do. This is what we do. When it comes to what God is doing, I don't think you can overinvest in the kingdom. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes, please? Once we're done with this prayer, we're going to pray for our our graduates um, after our offering, and and then we'll dismiss you guys. Our prayer team is, is up here. Father, in Jesus' name, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, I ask God for those that are sitting in the sound of my voice and maybe those that will be listening online. 
that there is already a number prompted in their heart. And I know there's many that are saying, you know what, I'm going to do that $25 a week, four weeks, that's 100 bucks. We get 100 people to do that, carpet is taken care of. Maybe you are where I'm at and saying, you know what, God, I'm going to believe for more than that. That's totally up to you. That's not a condemning statement. That's just telling you I want to lead by example. I'm not asking for hands, but before we even receive offering, what I want you to know is that Jesus loves you. Whether you give in this offering or not will not change his, his love for you, his mind about you. This is not based on what you do. Somebody say amen to that. He loves you and you're saved by grace. But if you're saying, Pastor, I want Jesus. I want Jesus to have my heart. And then I'll, I'll let him have my wallet as well. But I need him to have my heart. If that's you, I just want to pray with you. Put your hand up and, yeah, anybody else. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for these wonderful people. For that one, Lord, that raised their hand that says, Jesus, I need you. Then come into their heart. Be their Lord and their Savior. Forgive them for their sins. They confess you as Lord. And I thank you, God, that you've saved them. And now, Lord, I ask that you would just put on our hearts whatever we need. Our normal giving is about to happen. And then whatever for the carpet. Lord, we thank you for that carpet done. I hope that they see a picture of the auditorium fully carpeted and ready to go. In Jesus' name. Amen.